Hey everybody, uh, this is an Against Saturdays episode of Against Everyone with Connor B. Each Saturday I bring you an informal episode of an idea that's developing for me. Um, and this week I am recording for the very first time from Dublin. Um, if you listen to the show, you know that I have just moved to Ireland, uh, which I'm achieving a lifelong dream to live here. Um, I've wanted to live here since I was 15 years old, but I'm not going to get into all of that this week. Um, I'm going to do an episode about Ireland soon. Uh, but if you like the show, just know that I have relocated. Uh, so please support my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Connor Abib. Um, it's the easiest way to support me, my work, and this podcast. Um, and it's how I make a living. Uh, so uh, patreon.com forward slash Connor Abib. Okay, so uh, one of the reasons why I'm not going to talk about Ireland is because uh, something happened a, a couple weeks ago and I've been sort of turning it over in my head and it's rather alarming to me which is the ways in which the left the right and occultists are all sort of uh not doing their due diligence with the occult and how that's damaging the occult and our political sphere and our world and our souls and all that you know that little stuff um how did this come to light for me so uh on the 12th um, and 13th of January, there were sort of two incidents that I saw at once about Rudolf Steiner. Now, Rudolf Steiner, in case you don't know who he is, even though you listen to the show and I talk about him constantly, was a late 19th, early 20th century mystic, philosopher, scientist, architect, uh, and he developed all kinds of stuff. He developed biodynamic agriculture, um, Waldorf schools, uh, really was influential in community shared agriculture, had a huge influence um, by sort of his followers on Rachel Carson, who started the environmental movement basically in the U.S., which she started fighting against spraying uh, harmful pesticides. So anyway, this guy is super important to me and his philosophy um, or sort of I guess you'd say approach to the world is called anthroposophy and that's changed my life. I teach courses on it. I teach courses on him and his work um, and I've given talks about him uh, at institutions. So I, um, I have, you know, a lot, I've learned a lot from Rudolf Steiner and anthroposophy and they've certainly helped me develop and it's an occult system. So when I say occult, I mean, it accepts the reality of a spiritual landscape populated by spiritual beings and believes that uh, development has a powerful, like uh, self-development through meditative and occult exercises can have a powerful effect on the structure of consciousness itself. There's a lot more to go into there, but you can just look up Rudolf Steiner if you want. Anyway, two things relating to him in the course of really 24 hours. Um, the first was a series of tweets um, from a progressive thinker with a podcast. I'm not going to say her name because this isn't really about her, although she really did just fuck this up. Um, but she is uh, into agriculture, and she has a lot of followers on Twitter, and she has a podcast. And uh, her podcast is about sustainability and, and conventional agriculture. She's a crop scientist. So 
you don't need to go figure out who this person is. You either already know or it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. But she was tweeting this thread about Rudolf Steiner. And so here's the first tweet in that thread. Organic was literally invented in the 1920s or so by a German dude named Rudolf Steiner with some whack-ass theories on race. Funny nobody ever how nobody ever does math on that. But yeah, if you ever wondered why fascists prance around yelling blood and soil, there's the feckin' answer. And then she goes on to tweet, Steiner's work was like 60 to 70% racist theory and organic was just the, so this is what my racist theory means for farming side of his work. Then she says that he, she tweets that he was rediscovered by hippies in the 1960s. Um, she makes some other claims about his links to Nazism. So let me just break down how incredibly profoundly ignorant and stupid her tweets are from someone who is like yay science and also has a podcast uh, touting that she has 20 years of experience in farming. Rudolf Schneider was Austrian, not German. He did not invent organic agriculture. He co-created biodynamic agriculture with farmers in 1924, which is right around the time when the people who became the Nazis burned his building down to attack him. Uh, he had this huge building called the Goetheanum uh, in Dornach, Switzerland, which uh, solved some architectural problems that had never uh, before that been solved, actually, uh, under his sort of architectural planning. And then the people who became the Nazis, uh, they, la they later very likely poisoned and killed him. So I, I bring that up because in a subsequent tweet, she said something like, oh, yeah, well, the Nazis didn't like a lot of people, and some Nazis did like him. Well, no, th this is not just someone who the Nazis liked or didn't like or mildly disliked. They attacked him and probably killed him. Very few of his 6,000 lectures um, are about race directly, so her 60 to 70% racist theory is just pulled out of her ass. And the ones that are about race directly are really exclusively so, and you'd have to really be a scholar of anthroposophy to understand, or, or a practitioner to really understand what he's getting at. I'm not doing Jordan Peterson apologetics. If you pick up a Rudolf Steiner book, it's dense um, and, and difficult. It's not really easy. And uh, he does say certain things uh, that sound essentialist about races. Um, a lot of them are based on sort of thoughts about karma and development in the world. But the reason you know that it wasn't aimed towards some kind of uh, essentialist racist theory in these few lectures is that he was a champion of women's rights. He defended gay people in the early 1900s. He was a labor rights theorist. He also talked about equality of all uh, races and groups of people on the planet and how we shouldn't turn against each other based on our differences. So these are in the context of someone who's fighting for these sorts of things. And I can't defend him wholesale. I haven't read every of the 6,000 lectures, but I can promise you that this person who was tweeting it has read far less than I have. Um, <laughs> he was anti-biological and gender essentialist, so uh, he has lots of stuff to say about how uh, genders are false concepts really a long time ago. Um, and like I said, his work was a huge influence on Rachel Carson, who fought against demonstrably damaging pesticide use. So. Here's this progressive liberal, essentially, um, 
who on her Twitter stream, uh, you know, has a lot of sort of zeitgeisty follow the party line um, retweets um, about you know, human rights and just social justice. I shouldn't say human rights, about social justice and so forth. She's white. Um, I don't have any... She's white as far as I know. Um, maybe I'm wrong about that and fine to be corrected. But again, it doesn't really matter so much with her, so much as to say that this is a position that you can understand many liberals and leftists taking. Like hearing that some person was had sort of kooky ideas about uh, burying cow horns in the ground when you do agriculture or um, the connection between v bees and the planet Venus um, or who believed that mythology had something to tell us that was not just uh, metaphorical. Um, you can sort of imagine the dismissal um, coming from liberals and leftists. Let me add to that um, the other incident in that short period of time, which was there's a channel, and I guess I will say this specifically um, because you'll find it if you look for it, but there's a channel, uh, well, actually, no, I don't need to say it, but there's a, a YouTube channel by a, a guy who uh, YouTubes quite a bit about Rudolf Steiner. And recently he's taken to uh, favorably comparing Rudolf Steiner to um, Jordan Peterson. Now, obviously, uh, if you know enough about Jordan Peterson and Rudolf Steiner, I mean, supposedly this guy does know a lot about Rudolf Steiner, but if you know a lot about Jordan Peterson and the sort of political field that he's in, you would not expect someone who is not some you know, white power piece of shit to uh, be aligned with Jordan Peterson's transphobic, homophobic, Islamophobic, uh, monogamy-based, uh, you know, essentially racist, uh, idiotic, anti-science ideas. I could go on about him if you want me to. Um, but in any case, um, this guy who does the this Anthroposophy channel... Um, you know, says how how they have lots of stuff in common, and did it. You know, a few uh, a few weeks before that, I think on his blog had sort of linked the two together. Now, the two really, the two people really have nothing in common. Um, it, it, not to mention that Steiner was very uh, sort of anti Jung. <laughs> Jordan Peterson is very much based on Jung. Um, so, you know, but I will say I've also gone to anthroposophical events where someone's, you know, who claims to be an anthroposophist starts to spout Islamophobia, um, starts to say homophobic things and, you know, starts to say very sex negative things. And you can tell that, um, these people have not really entered into or thought through the political landscape. So let me, why is, why is all this important? Well, this is important to me because the occult is one of the most necessary and urgently needed um, practices, uh, aspects of being human, ways to look at the world for today and for our time. Um, I don't need to go into why uh, 
for too long, but I would just say, you know, in, in a in a world that's really invested in either telling us how things are through some sort of factual expertise uh, in materialistic scientism, or uh, just saying, fuck it, who cares, or getting into this sort of passion of uh, passion of certain kinds of justice politics um, that don't really allow for wiggle room in when it comes to warmth or mistakes, um, or worshiping the state or whatever. What, what the occult offers us, an amusing anthroposophy in Rudolf Steiner's work as a sort of uh, emblem for the occult. There are lots of different systems, but I think Steiner's was probably the most developed and the most translated into practical uh, application um, in the past few hundred years in the West, uh, or in so-called Western cultures at least. The occult offers a way of self-development that adheres to uh, the practice of being an individual, um, the practice of understanding experience, the practice of also engaging with not knowing um, at the same time, a way of uh, understanding that the world is not as it seems, but without giving into conspiracy, but rather deciding to investigate your own experiences to see the sort of truth of what's going on in the world. So instead of going to conspiracy or buying someone else's theory, you enter into your own experiment, experience with uh, experimental, developmental, uh, inner contemplative, meditative exercises, and suddenly the world begins to unfold. So in other words, the occult is really positioned to say, I want you to ask yourself what it means to be human. What is it to be human? And then let your politics unfold from that um, and really unfold from it, not just theoretically or from the intellect, but through experiential uh, uh, practice and dimensions. So at this moment, we have a group of people really utilizing the occult um, in a lot of ways. And that is the right, the alt-right. Um, without, I keep saying without going into, but without going into all the ways in which they use the occult, we can say that the right and conservatives are often primed to use the occult because they uh, grow up, you know, embracing, or, or come to power at least, embracing religion. And so religion at least has some sort of sideline into the occult, right? <laughs> um, it has, I mean, religion is a form of occultism. Um, and so you have this uh, this sort of readying of the reality of spiritual principles for people who are on the right, and they use the principles of the occult um, and in its forms of religion uh, in the ways that they sort of enact kind of meme warfare. I hate the word meme because um, it's related to Richard Dawkins, who's... I don't want to say he's stupid. I will happily dismiss a lot of those people as stupid, but he's not stupid. He's just wrong about everything and maliciously and calculatedly. Huh? So, so he's deceitful. Um, but I think that, uh, so I don't like the word meme. That's an A-side. But using meme <laughs> warfare, um, using the power uh, of, um, you know, using the power of occultist, uh, principles to market to us, 
um, to run all kinds of uh, operations. Now, again, I said I didn't want to get into conspiracy. I don't think you really need to. You can just sort of look at the history of uh, conservative interactions with the occult. Um, whether it's leaders like the Reagans uh, employing psychics and uh, astrologers or uh, or Putin having uh, a relationship with Alexander Dugan um, or wh whatever. Um, and that's not, I don't need to get into, I, I'm not, a, obviously, if you listen to the show, I'm not a Russiagate person, but I think that's a good ex current day example. Um, so... The right is employing these principles, but they have a really distorted moral lens um, and political lens. And so they don't really get it because when you use the occult, when you actually develop through the occult, a lot of times what happens is if you're kind of doing it the right way, it starts to refine your personality in a way that leads you towards compassion and love for others and an unfolding of your heart. Um, now, of course, there are lots of people that don't use it in that way. And that's usually what's happening on the right. They're distorted. They're using the sort of techniques and the um, pathways that the occult gives them, but without really doing the developmental work. And so it becomes a tool uh, for power through a distorted lens of conservatism and right-wing politics. Um so the right is, they don't get it, but they get it partially, and they're is seizing its power. The left does not get it at all. So you have people like this person who is tweeting, just dismissing it wholesale and, and calling it, you know, right and fascist, even when it's not. There are, there are of course, some occultist uh, fascists, but calling it fascist even when it's not. Um, and dismissing one of the best chances that we have to sort of pull ourselves out of the mire um, and develop through an ethical individual individualism and individuation. Um, and <laughs> so by denying it uh, any seriousness or any credibility and coming up with all kinds of nonsense facts about it um, and not understanding, they're lending power to the right. Um, they're giving up the power to the right. Something that uh, my friend Gordon White, um, who hosts Rune Soup, and I always say is like, you know, whether or not you believe in the occult, like the people that are running the world do. So it's good for you to get on board and understand what's going on here. Um, this dismissal of the occult comes from a lot of, on the left, comes from a lot of different thinkers. Um, but it's worth mentioning um, Adorno, uh, the author of Minimum Moralia, most famously, but also wrote an essay called Stars Down to Earth, um, member of the Frankfurt School of Philosophers, which emerged, you know, around the time of World War II. And these philosophers who are sort of Marxists, who are also invested in Freud, um, they really didn't like, well, most of them, not all of them, there are some exceptions, they really didn't like the occult and spirituality because they saw it, and rightfully so, as linked to uh, the Nazis in a certain way. <laughs> the Nazis did use spirituality, they did use mysticism, they did use the occult in the ways that I am uh, talking about, the right using it now. Um, but the left response, rather than to say, is this a distorted version of the occult? 
um, and particularly Adorno's response was to dismiss it merely as an empty and vacuous technique uh, to gain power over people. Well, when the right uses it, it is. Um, but that's not all it is. So Adorno wrote this really bad, boring, um, you know, really subpar quality essay called Stars Down to Earth. And, um, you know, Adorno has some really interesting and worthwhile things to say, but that essay is just kind of trash. Um, and I might talk about that in a future episode. <laughs> um, but the spirit of it, I, you know, in, in spite of it having been written so poorly and had missed so many facts, just like the spirit of it was, uh, we don't want to keep enabling people to use these techniques to manipulate others, even if it just appears in a sort of cultural form um, that he critiques, which is the horoscope in American newspapers. Um, but anyway, that's all just to say that the left is, you know, has this sort of ignorant tirade against the occult that empowers the right. But then there's also this other problem, which is that occultists very often do not invest any time understanding the political field. So you have someone who's well-versed in Rudolf Steiner, um, not knowing really anything about Jordan Peterson, uh, or not knowing anything about trans people's lives, certainly to be able to even support someone like Jordan Peterson, coming out and comparing the two thinkers in a favorable way, in a complimentary way. And the fact is they couldn't be more, uh, <laughs> more dissimilar. Um, I, I mean, I think it, unless, it, unless Jordan Peterson is taking up some of Rudolf Steiner's ideas uh, in a sort of um, uh, really uh, simple and stupid way. So you have occultists who are mostly, let's face it, lazy when it comes to understanding the political field. Uh, when they do, you know, you get this sort of base second wave feminism um, mixed with a little bit of third wave feminism from a lot of Wiccans, for instance, or you get a kind of uh, sappy liberal progressivism, um, which ties into those two from some, you know, modern day, you know, pagans and uh, new age, new thought people, um, or you get... Uh, kind of watery Marxism from some people, you know, who see occultism primarily as a metaphor in a lot of ways, or sort of just merely ritual practice. Um, so you get a lot of sort of laziness from uh, occultists when it comes to politics, particularly when it comes to political theory, political philosophy, uh, postmodern philosophy, which is one of the greatest contributions to thought of all time, um, and can amplify and enhance your understanding of the occult, uh, critical theory, um, all these, you know, polit political theory for sure, right, but also critical theory, post-colonial studies, um, all these uh, ways in which we can interpret the pathways of oppression and the pathways of freedom, um, you know, put a bunch of occultists in the room and start asking them who uh, f certain philosophers are, and there few people will say that they know who they are, right? Um, and so what we have here is laziness on all sides. The lazy conservatives who don't do the actual occult work, 
um, the occult maxim, as expressed by Rudolf Steiner, actually, was for every you know, step of occult knowledge, take three steps to refining your personality. Otherwise, the occult knowledge is worthless. It's just sort of uh, a sort of bundle of power, you know, like a gun uh, in a baby's hands. Um, you get the laziness of the left, who's not even willing to invest two seconds to get the most basic, basic facts right. And you get the laziness of occultists who aren't willing to stand back and examine what it is that uh, <laughs> the the, the what it is that is the political field that occult concerns are raising into right now. You know, really, like nobody's pulling their weight. Um, now I know some people are pulling their weight, and I much rather deal with someone who's pulling their weight that I disagree with. Um, in some ways, but who's at least doing that work. But very few people are. And um, it's time that we start to bring these threads together. Don't just be a leftist who dismisses occultism. You look into the rich history of occultism, the way it plays into a lot of liberation movements, not just the fascist things that you think it plays into. Sure, it does play into that also and in fact it's being used right now by fascists but it also plays into plenty of counter fascist movements and especially if you want to look at uh if you want to look at magic and the way it plays into uh certain uh anti-colonial resistance and spirituality plays into anti-colonial resistance look into that right so don't just be a lazy leftist who just doesn't give a fuck and wants to be smug you'll lose You'll lose every battle. And in fact, I think that the dismissal of spirituality is probably the left's greatest error. Um, and also, you know, don't be a lazy occultist who doesn't know philosophy, political theory, um, you know, radical, really radical philosophy too, um, who doesn't know uh, the ways in which philosophers and political theorists use magic without even knowing that we're doing it. If you look at some of these texts, they are magical texts. Really powerful magical texts, actually. And a lot of the great occultists um, of our time and before our time uh, really invested themselves in knowing these kinds of things. So you can't just skate by on using the occult, which is also just kind of a supremacy move. Not a white supremacy move, but a supremacy move like, well, I'm superior because all these people stuck in their dumb political arguments or their stupid philosophy, but I know how to, uh, you know, cast a spell to get a parking spot. And also, uh, I know something about constellations and uh, whatever, astrology. Learn all these things. You know, these intersections are really important. And I realize that I'm sounding really holier than thou, um, maybe, you know, sounding like I myself have done all of this. It's a constant struggle to keep up, to learn more, and to find yourself perpetually ignorant and foolish. And so I actually, I really sympathize with the difficulty of all of it. But it is a due diligence that's needed to really access the occult and allow it to, uh, uh, unfold a better world for us, unfold our hearts, um, and open us up to each other and uh, God, 
um, whatever spirits you want to contact. Um, and, uh, you know, the hope and care for our brothers and sisters and others. So, um, not to mention just reality itself. So I would uh, just urge everybody who's listening to do that interdisciplinary work. Um, And if you are, and you're finding some of these intersections um, useful and helpful, start talking about them to other people. Don't just... Uh, I mean, it's good to stay in your lane. I get why people say stay in your lane, but don't just stay in your lane. Also, open yourself up to uh, talking about these intersections in a curious way with others. Hey, that occult thing you just said reminds me of this philosopher. Or, hey, um, I read this novel and it reminded me of this political theory that also seems to have this magical bit in it. See how those things uh, come to find each other because they're seeking to find each other in you. Okay. Wow, almost a half hour episode. Uh, Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, if it gave something to you, please, like I said, support my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Connor Beeb. All right, uh, and I'll uh, see you all soon. There's going to be a missing episode of Against Everyone, either this Tuesday or next Tuesday, because I just moved and I'm getting my shit together. Uh, So... Um, allow me one missing episode because I just relocated to another country. Um, but then we'll get back to everything as planned. Thank you so much.